knew we couldn't talk about something as prolific as The Last of Us just once? With the first season of the TV adaptation officially coming to an end, that means that the classic debate has risen its ugly head once again. Longtime fans of Tilu are very familiar with the controversial final moments of the game. But now we have a bunch of new friends to welcome to the debate. And that's being done in other spaces. This is a nerdy sermon. And while we'll talk about the debate itself, this video is less about whether or not Joel made the right decision and more about why the debate ultimately doesn't matter to the Christian believer. Not to mention, did you know there's a trolley problem in the Bible itself? There are sort of many, and I'm not talking about Solomon cutting babies in half, okay? So, this video is gonna set out to answer the question, W-W-J-D-I-H-W-I-T-L-O-U-F-H. What would Jesus do if he were in the last of us Firefly Hospital? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and that one time Ashley Johnson tagged Bella Ramsey in her pregnancy prosthetic on Instagram. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub and hit that bell to find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this one with our scripture. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 49 through 56. As always, we'll be reading through the NRSV UE. That's our preferred translation here at Checkpoint. It's what's going to be on the screen. It's what our liturgists will be reading, by the way. Our liturgist today is Duck Makes things, so I'm going to turn it over to Duck for our scripture today. While he was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue near his house to say, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. When Jesus heard this, he replied, Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be saved. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was weeping and grieving for her, but he said, Do not cry, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she stood up at once, and he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. So, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Major spoilers. Obviously, this video is centered around the season finale and ending of a legendary gaming title. I don't feel the need to tackle the general like gist of Tilu again, since we have a video on that from just a few weeks ago, which you can go and watch right here. But a basic recap. Joel is a smuggler in a post-apocalyptic world who lost his daughter traumatically. Ellie is the human package he is smuggling, who is possibly the cure to the disease that made everything all apocalyptic and also kind of a pseudo-filler for his daughter. So time heals all wounds, I guess. It wasn't time that did it. Got it. Got it. In the final arc of the show, we reach the end of the journey for smuggler Joel. He has delivered his package to the hospital for the Fireflies, who commissioned him and his now-deceased partner Tess to make the trek at the beginning of the show. Bingo, bingo, bongo, the story should be over, everything is good to go, except nah. Joel and Ellie have developed a bond at this point, and the Fireflies are real shady, as has been exhibited ad nauseum by this point. We learn that Marlene, the leader of the Fireflies, was the one who rescued Ellie when she was born. Take her with you to Boston. From her mother who had been infected giving birth. I cut it before I was bit, before. Which was 
likely how Ellie got her immunity. This means that Marlene has been keeping a close watch over Ellie, literally, since she was born. Do you have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined? Joel and Ellie arrive in the city, pet some giraffes, <laughs> and just when they're about to get to the hospital, the craziest thing happens. Some fireflies that definitely weren't tracking their movements and waiting for the right time to ambush them just so happen to think they were raiders and render them both perfectly unconscious. What are the odds? Anyway, Joel wakes up in a hospital bed in front of Marlene, who reveals her entire plan. Ellie is about to go for surgery to remove the fungus part of her brain, which will almost certainly kill her. I'm sorry, I have no other choice. I do. Also, Marlene did not get consent or tell Ellie any of this. We didn't tell her. Also, you're one of the most dangerous men alive, and I'm just gonna send you to the wasteland with Chuck and Larry here. Walking onto the highway, leave him there with his pack. Obviously, Joel gets free from his guards. Said, keep walking. And kills them on the spot. Then he goes on a haunting rampage, which I think the show did better than the game, in my opinion, where Joel murders every single person in that hospital. Finally, after he gets done dissociating, Joel reaches the surgical ward and breaks in just in time to deus ex save his faux daughter right before surgery. He does murder the surgeon. I won't let you take her. Which is different enough from the game that it bothers me, but this is not the video for that. He does spare the two nurses, cool, and rescues Ellie and leaves the hospital. He is then confronted by Marlene in the parking garage and after she does some killer monologuing, for real, like the best part of the episode. How long till she's torn apart by infected or murdered by raiders? because she lives in a broken world that you could have saved. Joel kills her because he has to, because she'll just keep coming after Ellie. They've stopped looking for a cure. And then, key to the story, Joel lies to Ellie and doesn't reveal what happened or what he did. Swear to me that everything you said about the fireflies is true. I swear. But Ellie totally knows, and the bond between them is forever changed. Okay. That was a lot of story. The obvious philosophical debate here is that Joel has a choice to make, whether that's true or not. He can do nothing and his child will die again in his powerlessness, or he can manhandle reality, murdering everything in his path to not only kill everyone around him, but Ellie, but also potentially doom humanity if the Firefly cure would have worked. It's the iconic trolley problem. One trolley, two paths. The trolley is headed towards five people tied to the tracks. You only have time to push the handle to shift the trolley to the next track, nothing else. Do you do nothing and allow five to die that would have died if you weren't there? Or do you choose to actively murder one person for the sake of the other five because numbers? It's a classic, it's awful, it's compelling, we love it. But what if I told you Jesus faced his own trolley problem? Let's take a look at our passage for today and suss it out. The passage from Luke that Duck read for us earlier may seem to just be a miraculous story of a daughter raised from the dead, but it's more than that. The full passage reveals that Jairus, the father of the now raised daughter, had come to Jesus while she was still alive. He begged and pleaded with Jesus, but while Jesus was on his way, there was a woman who grabbed his cloak and was healed by her faith in him. Jesus stops his march and has a conversation with the faithful woman. In the meantime, the trolley of death passes onward and Jairus' daughter dies. By Jesus' delay to speak with the faithful woman, the young girl died. He seemingly chose the one for the other. But then we get to our passage. Jesus goes anyway to see the young girl and he says, she's not dead, 
She's asleep. And then everybody starts laughing because they know that this girl is dead. Then something incredible happens. Jesus grabs her hand and says, hey, listen. And the writer of Luke says, her spirit returned to her and she shot up. And everyone is just like, what just happened? This is what Jesus does to the trolley problem. He takes the problem and he breaks the rules. The fun of the trolley problem is the limitations that it puts upon us to explore our controlled morality. I've heard all sorts of clever workarounds to solving the trolley problem. There's the infamous, I throw a rock on the tracks argument, but no one ever answers the question of, uh, I just use a res spell and bring them back to life. Jesus doesn't care about the rules of human morality. He defies logic and sets the parameters that he sets. And it's there where I think the real fruit of this reality lies, parameters. We really like to draw lines in the sand. In researching for this nerdy sermon, I perused some of the old threads and many of the new ones debating whether or not Joel did the right thing or the wrong thing. Some are on Team Joel or Team Firefly or Team Consent or Team Hating David. <laughs> Just kidding, we're all on that team. But the crux of Jesus's ministry is that the teams of life and death have been dissolved. Jesus comes bearing living water of something new that breaks all of the rules. Forget about your logic puzzles and your brain teasers. Jesus rewrites the book. And then Jesus invites us to do the same by having such faith in him that we live lives just like he lived here on earth. As John Wesley would have said, doing all the good that we can in all the ways that we can. That is the crux of the issue. But what does any of that actually mean for us today? What can we do with that information? Well, the debates for the TLU finale will echo on, and many of us will continue to disagree, but hear the good news of the gospel. It's just a TV show, and it lives by the parameters that were broken, by a sacrifice upon a cross long, long ago. Have fun with these conversations, but never allow them to let you forget what we're really about here. New life, grace, forgiveness, compassion, that is what Jesus brings to the table. I, for one, am just thankful to not be on a team outside of Jesus. Jesus isn't on any teams. He is the team. It is the body of Christ, not one denomination or even Christianity as a whole. Let us boldly love the unlovable, forgive the unforgivable, resurrect the dead, empower the weak and the sick, as Christ did, as Christ does, as Christ forever will do. So, whether you're on Team Joel, Team Firefly, or Team Please Stop Debating the Ending of TLU, know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to watch these. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church has to offer, we are streaming over on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to join us then and there. Or if you need more right here, right now, be sure to go join our Discord server. We'd love to have you there. Welcome you into our question of the day, our weekly lunches, our prayer request channel, any of the cool stuff that's going on there, we'd love to have you. Hey, odds are, if you watch this far in the video, then you probably liked this one a little bit. If you want more of this kind of content, be sure to click that thumbs up let me know that this is one of our nerdy sermons that you especially liked. And I do look at these numbers and actually like take into consideration what to make in the future based off of your responses. So do me a favor, hit that like if you like this one. If you want more to watch after this, then you can learn more about what it's like to defy 
fate in God of War, if you wanna watch that video on how we kind of defy our own destiny, or if you wanna look at when do we actually live out our call to sacrifice, you can watch Xenoblade Chronicles 3, a really good one there, or if you wanna talk about another television show that had a pretty controversial choice by a main character, you could watch our Stranger Things season four part two with Eleven's weird choice at the end of that show. Quick question for you, rather than answering if Joel did or did not do the right thing, answer down below on what you think Ellie would have chosen if anyone had actually cared to get her dang consent. I think kind of controversially, she would have said no and sought out more options together. She would have been the peacekeeper, but sacrifice is hard when you're really like placed up into it. So I think she would have definitely not run away, but I think she would have wanted to explore more options. But disagree with me? Let me know down below. With that, we're gonna end this video with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church, hate the church, hate God, none of those things change these three things. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube, Twitch, and Discord. And then number three, we believe that you, yes, you, matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are it. Folks, with that, and until the next time that I see you, whether it be right now over on our Discord, tomorrow on our Twitch stream, or next Sunday, same time, same place, for another one of these Nerdy Deep Dives. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye! Yo! Yo! No. No, 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 no. Now that is notoriously my experience with Metroid games, is doing things that you don't want to do. Stop it, stop it. I'm asking you not to do it. I'm asking you not to do that. I don't actually, I don't want that. I'm never tapping right. I'm not tapping right even a little bit. What is she doing? It can't be operator error. <laughs>